From Impact Fashion, it's Be Impactful, a show about the women making a difference in their own corners of the world. I'm Rifki Itzkowitz, and on today's show, I talk with a blogger who truly cares about her community and blogger ethics, why she's not a mommy blogger, and that one time her and I shared a uniquely awful experience. Alyssa Goldwater and I text pretty often. It usually starts as business coordinating some campaign or another, and then quickly devolves into all the laughter and giggles. What I love about her is that she is super serious at all the right times. She is diligent about her two businesses, the Glass of Goldwater blog and AG Creative Consulting, but doesn't take herself too seriously at all. It's a fun combination, and I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Talk me through mini Alyssa. Well, mini Alyssa hasn't been mini since like before the fourth grade. Um, <laughs> Alyssa grew up in Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky. Um, I went to Kentucky Country Day, go Bearcats. Um, my mother passed away when I was nine. It's okay. We're okay. Um, so I'm very close with my father. I went to... Indiana University, go Hoosiers. I was in SDT sorority, go Sigdelts. Of course you're a sorority girl. I actually was vice president of my sorority. Of course you were. I feel like I already knew that about you without knowing that about you. (laughs) I'm pretty open about it. I'm pretty proud of it. Um, So I feel like a lot of the things I do make more sense once people know that. Um, I'm like the sorority squatter in pictures. Also, I'm just very like, I can be peppy when I want to be, you know? Oh yeah. Um, so, and then I went to, well, and then I started becoming a little bit more religious when I started babysitting for the Asia Torah couple on campus and it all, um, goes uphill from there. Um, So I went to Israel and then, thank God I met my husband. I worked for the OU for a little while and now I'm just doing this really awesome thing um, called being my own CEO and um, working for myself while raising two wild and rampant toddlers. So wow, my my life is pretty boring. Yeah, nothing going on, nothing at all. I'm pretty lazy. As someone who has worked with you, I know that that's a joke. Um, that's It's not even like a funny joke. It's like, we need to delineate. Alyssa is not lazy by any stretch of the imagination. Um, sometimes, when I, sometimes when I record podcasts, I forget that no one can see me. So I like nod my head or do air quotes. And now when I am recording a podcast and... I'm nodding my head. I will verbalize like I'm nodding my head right now. <laughs> so this interview will also come with running commentary. Everyone should just know. This will be a conversation with Alyssa's notes. Minute one, Alyssa nods her head. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, I want to go backwards just a tiny bit. Great. Because um, you, so when you when you told me just now that your mom passed away when you were nine, you right away were like, 
everyone's okay. Like everyone's fine. Cause I'm sure that when you tell that to people, they're like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm, which they should, which it's, you know, it's sad. Um, but do you feel like that's just something that people like to dwell on and you're just not interested in it? Um, like not, not, I don't, I don't mean to say like not interested in the fact that your mom passed away, but just like, like, I'm not interested in your pity. I don't want, like, this is something that happened to me and, and now we're moving on. You know, I think people are just really awkward about it, no matter how long ago it happened to you. And I feel like I've just taken on the position as the person that it happened to and as the person that is okay now through forced therapy and, you know, will it, like I go to therapy willingly now, um, I'm okay. And I just like to take on that position of ensuring other people that they don't need to feel awkward about it. And if they don't know what to say, it's okay. And we can all just, we can all just move on. But like, that is a big part of something that happened to me. Um, so it should be noted, but like, let's not dwell on it because you're feeling uncomfortable and I don't want you to feel uncomfortable. So like, let's just move on. You know? Right. Like this is something that I've already worked through and we don't need to, like, I don't need to take you on that whole journey now. Just accept that I'm at the end of that and we're just gonna, we're just gonna move on right through. Right. So like I actually spoke at, um, for Neely Women's Learning, it's a Jewish women's learning organization in, um, in Chicago associated with the YU Kolel that's here. And I spoke about opening up about mental health and obviously you, well, obviously all of my problems stem from my mother passing away at a young age, you know, like that's right. obviously where all my problems come from. So it's just something you talk about when you talk about those things. And I did the exact same thing to a live audience. They, they all like, you know, or like gasp a little bit. And I'm like, it's okay. Like, let's move on. We're all going right. to be okay. Um, obviously I am able to still laugh. Uh, <laughs> Which you do quite often and you make me laugh all the time. You know, 18 years later, right? So, right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely hear how that could be a totally different thing. It's funny because sometimes when people have their own trauma that they've dealt with, other people automatically go back to like, because they're finding out about that for the first time, right? So it's like, when you when you say that to someone, as far as they as they're concerned, like your mother has just died. Because for them, that's when they first find out that fact. So right. they're all the way back at square one and you're, you know, you're 18 years on from that. Right, exactly. Uh, and that, that's a totally different experience. I want to talk about A Glass of Goldwater, which is, which is your blog, which is your page, which is a bucket of fun on every level. Um, that's how I know you're, like you said, two rambunctious toddlers. Um, how, did, how did that get started? So originally I started a glass of gold water um, when Miri, who's my oldest, she's turning four next week, which is crazy. She's four already? Wow. I mean, she's she's basically four. That's what she says. Um, <laughs> mommy, I'm basically four, right? And I'm like, yeah, you're basically 25, but... Um, <laughs> Like, yeah, you're basically four. So <laughs> when she was born, 
I got postpartum depression like pretty hard and um, I, nobody tells you how hard motherhood is going to be. I think the most notable thing for me is breastfeeding was like nearly impossible. Um, I, and I wanted to so badly, but I was just like, it's painful. And um, basically for four months, I was trying to nurse her. Then I would bottle feed her with formula, which is okay, by the way. I mean, she's pretty darn smart. So I think formula, it's, I contribute her smartness to formula, okay? <laughs> um, if anything, my breast milk made her stupider. So, uh, <laughs> um, oh God. So, I love you, Alyssa, so much. <laughs> um, and then I was pumping breast milk for her for four months. Um, in that time, I actually got pregnant with my son, who is about to turn, who is basically three. Um, my kids are 12 months and two weeks to the day apart, but his Hebrew birthday is actually before hers. So they, we call them Irish twins because if they're going to be that close, we're not going to not get a label for that. Yeah, um, exactly. No, those are Irish twins. Yeah, Miri asked if... Um, do we have twins in our family, mommy? And I said, well, not really, honey, but you and Ozzy are Irish twins. She goes, well, let's just pretend that we're twins. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, sister. Okay. So anyways, I'll back it up to like your actual question. Um, so it was a really hard time for me. And before I even found out that I was pregnant with Ozzy, it was just, um, I started sort of posting a little bit about our daily life and what was going on. And through talking to other women who were struggling um, with similar things that I was during that time, I realized that everyone was just sort of sitting at home and um, they were miserable um, and nobody was talking about it. So I decided, I decided to start, but it, it, um, I decided to start talking about it. Um, and it's just sort of grown from there. Um, yeah, you know, I think that you're kind of the anti-mommy blogger. Like, um, I hate it when people call me a mommy blogger. Cause you're not. Well, it is just, you know, maybe I started that way. I think I definitely, that's what I used to want to be. Um, but I think a glass of gold water and Alyssa Goldwater, that's me, in case anybody was wondering. Um, you know, we've just, the brand has sort of developed into this all-encompassing, even a lifestyle brand is not really the word for it. It's just, it's turned into this community where I can give support and help other women feel normal um, through humor and sarcasm and wit and not taking ourselves too seriously. Um, and it's amazing. I mean, it's definitely more, it's more than I ever thought it was going to be. I definitely never thought that I would do this as a full-time job. Um, 
Yeah, and I want to talk about the the full time job bit because that's a relatively new development. I'm trying. When did you tell me that you quit your job? Like in the summer? Um. Yeah. Like July. July, I gave notice, and well, actually, June, I gave notice, and July, I started working very part time, and then August, I finished. Um, and and we should say for anyone who's listening, we're recording this uh, at the very in the very tail end of 2019, in the very last week. Uh, so it, your full timeness is pretty new. Yeah, about six months old. Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing: people ask me all the time. How do you have like the guts to work for yourself? Because it does take guts. I don't get a steady paycheck because that's just not how running your own business works. Right. Um, that's, that's the trade-off. And people are like, how did you quit your job? And my answer to that is I never had a job to quit. I started this business when I was in college. I started it part-time and then it was just kind of sort of working. So I just kept doing it. Um, and I never made the decision to be like, okay, do you see this paycheck? I am going to not do that. I'm going to not get that. Uh, and I am going to go out on my own and do, uh, you know, and, and make it happen. Which and is you have- so awesome, by the way. Is it though? Because I think it also makes me a bit of an idiot. No, I think it's awesome because I never even thought that was an option when I was like looking for jobs. Okay, fair enough. I'll give you that. It's but, pretty cool. Okay, thank you. I'll take that. But also, I think that I think that if I had had a job, like if I had had something that was and this is purely from a financial standpoint, when you run your own business, um your own paycheck, particularly when you have people who work for you. So like the people who work for me get paid before I do. Um, and they get paid no matter what. And when you have that, that means that like, so if there's a month that doesn't go as well, then I'm not going to get paid. Now, granted, I'm in a very fortunate position where my husband's salary is enough for the two of us. So I'm not dealing with that constant financial stress. stress. Um, but to not to like give, I don't know that I could have given up that paycheck. Like, I don't know that I could have, I, I'm like, I am by nature, like that stereotypical worried Jewish mother. Like, I just, I don't, I just don't have the nerves for it to, um, <laughs> to give up something like that. Like, I, and I own that fully. Like, I want to feed you all the kugel and, and like, I just want everyone to be okay. <laughs> and, and giving up that paycheck is really, really hard. Yeah. Like, so talk, talk me through that. How, what made you say, okay, so I do this thing on the side kind of that is, that is this blog. I make people laugh. I make people feel better about themselves. At that point, I'm sure that you, were ha that you had some sponsorships, maybe not as many as you do now. And then it's like, okay, I'm going to take this thing that I love to do that probably doesn't make as much as what you're making at your regular job. That's my speculation. Um, and then I'm just going to do that thing full-time and I'm going to take this full-time job and be like, that's it. I'm done. Um, yeah. So definitely, I mean, at the beginning, I wasn't making any money, obviously. Um, and yeah, then no one little does. by little by little by little. Um, so the, a glass of gold water has been going on for almost four years now. Um, cause you know, for basically four years. Um, <laughs> You're basically four. <laughs> We're basically four years old. Um, and, you know, companies start reaching out and they want to send you free product, which is the most awesome thing ever to a person who um, has another job and is on maternity leave and 
is just making money for sitting around trying to nurse her baby all day, um, which actually I should have been getting paid way more for. Um, but um, it it grew into this place where I was able to start sort of negotiating a smaller amount of money um, in exchange for the posts because influencer marketing is, I mean, I could talk about influencer marketing all day, um, but for people who maybe are listening to this podcast who don't know, um, brands essentially pay influencers, for lack of a better word, um, bloggers, social media personalities, content creators, with an engaged following on Instagram or on their website or on TikTok. Um, <laughs> by the way, I love you on TikTok. Sorry. By the way, I love TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> are you that like? Are you that like woman in like like old? I don't want to say older because like in TikTok, older is eighteen. Um, I'm like the I'm like that woman in high waisted jeans with um a sweatshirt. You're the mom jeans of TikTok. I am the mom <laughs> jeans of TikTok, and I love mom jeans. Just I just love TikTok. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> we, could about, we could go back to TikTok later. It should be its own segment. Um, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> um. You were, well, you were talking about uh, what influencer marketing is. Oh, right. So brands pay us to um, use their products in an organic way in our daily lives um, and market their products to our audiences. And, you know, if everything works the way it's supposed to work, some of our audience will, in theory, go buy those products. Um, because we've marketed it in an authentic way to them. Now, right. the difference between, I think, me and some other bloggers, not I'm not thinking of anyone in particular, but of course, everyone has their own way of running their businesses. I won't market, a pro I will not um, sponsor or promote a product that A, I haven't tried myself, um, or be that I don't already use and love in my life. So if a new product is brought to me, I try it first. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And I may be out a little bit of money there because I'm not doing the post. But in the long run, my audience trusts me and they know that I'm only bringing them quality products, quality things that I know and love. And that equals a better turnout for me and them and the brands at the end of the day. Right. So, it, it raises your value because the people who follow you understand that you don't promote everything that comes your way. Because by the way, you could probably make a lot of fast cash by just talking about, you know, every Tom, Dick and Harry that knocks at your door and offers you free stuff for payment for to promote their whatever it is. For sure. Um, but that is... That's not the way um, someone who's serious about this business works. And um, I love that you just use the word business. And I'll tell you why. Uh, full disclosure, by the way, um, and we're going to get to disclosures because this is something that I'm so interested to talk with you about because you're so 
like blogger ethics is your thing and it's so important. And particularly as someone who runs a company, I think it's really important. Um, you are, you are one of my affiliates. You, we, we work together, you know, you have been in my campaigns. Um, by the time this comes out, you will have already done a second campaign for me, um, which I'm really excited about. It's very cool. Um, and it's something that as a, as a company, I have a lot of respect for someone who sends my product back. I have a lot of respect. There have been times when I've sent, you know, bloggers, influencers, whatever you want to call them, dresses or product or whatever. And they've tried it on and said, actually, this really doesn't look great on me. I'm not comfortable promoting it. Let me know when you come out with a new line and I'll try on stuff. Well, can we hold up for a second? Because I was one of those people. This is true. Yeah. One second. Which one? I don't remember. It was like a really long time ago. It was probably... It was probably a year or a year and a half ago. Oh, yeah. And I was like, and you sent me a dress. And I was like, yes, I would love to work with you. And then I didn't have your size in the one that looks best on you. Yes. I like my favorite dress. You didn't have my size left. And I said, you know, let's wait until. I totally forgot that that happened. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. This is like a real life example. Yeah, Um, no, but, and also, can I just say, by the way, you know, that was what, like a year ago, you said something like that. Yeah. And then a year later, we've done, we're working on the second campaign together. I've seen great return from those campaigns. Like Alyssa's all over my page. Um, And it's, and it also, it's just like, be nice to people. Like, don't be a butthead. This is life advice in general. Nobody wants to work with a butthead. No one wants to be around a butthead. That's true. Just be nice. And then you end up with these really great, um, you know, longer lasting relationships. And it's really in those long lasting relationships where you really see the results. Like I, I don't, ne- there are some exceptions to this, but I won't necessarily see like from one blog or posting something, I won't necessarily see an uptick in sales. I'll see an uptick in site visits. I'll see an uptick in um, in profile visits on my Instagram page, but I won't necessarily see the dollars right away. It's when I have people that I have an ongoing relationship with, and those are usually just people like you who are just my friends. Um, right. That, and, and you become friends because that's right. what an ongoing relationship is. Right. Um, <laughs> you would like, hope. Right, exactly. Um, it's it's when you have people who you've just, you you form a real meaningful relationship by not being a butthead by the way, by just being nice and being easy to work with. Um, And then that's when you see the real return because then people are being exposed to you more and more. Um, You know, they're not just seeing you the one time, they're seeing you several times. And also they just, you can tell when people like each other and people like to buy from their friends. Like people like to buy from people that they like and who the people that they like, like. Um, So it, it, it just, what goes around comes around in that way. And you're right. I totally forgot that we did that. So many boxes back and forth to Chicago. We went back and forth, what, like five times? I don't know. I think it was only like three, but still. Yeah. But, but also I didn't mind doing it. Like that was, that was fine to do. And then we found something that, um, that worked for you. I didn't have your size by the time the next season rolled around, I had everything in your size. And then, and then it was choosing and and seeing what, you know, what stuff works. Right. Um, I want to, I want to talk about the blogger ethics for just a second. Um, it is required by law when someone receives product for free or when someone, um, or, or when someone is paid to advertise something for them to disclose that either by writing sponsored ad stuff like that. Um, it is not considered enough for them to thank the company. 
uh, to just say, you know, thank you, Impact Fashion, that's not considered disclosing. Um, you need to be really explicit. It is um, required by law for you to disclose when you're using an affiliate link, um, which is for someone who might not know, an affiliate link is a link where the person posting it gets a percentage of sales back. Um, so if I were to give you, Alyssa, an affiliate link, for example, um, and someone would make a $500 purchase from that using your link, uh, basically telling me that they found me through you, um, then you would get a percentage of those sales back. Um, you know, it's, it's the same thing as just like a salesperson commission, basically. Um, not everyone does this though, even though like you can, there's like FCC regulations and fines involves and, you know, and it's pretty easy to see why people should be disclosing. Um, you're very passionate about this. And this is something that you speak about pretty often. You're also very open with your audience about this. You tell them, yeah, this is going to be sponsored content. It's how I pay my bills. Um, this is, you know, especially now we're at the end of the year, it's the holiday season. That's when you see a lot of sponsored content. What is your take on all of this? Like, what do, what do you wish everyone just understood about disclosing and about just blogger ethics in general? That is a loaded question. Um, but especially, okay, so as, um, as a content creator, for me, this, the last 90 days of the year, the last quarter of the year, basically like from a little bit before Thanksgiving and through um, December 31st is my busiest time of the year. Um, and you can see why, because brands, you know, there's Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Small Business Saturday. Um, I mean, really it's turned into like Cyber Week. Um, and then people are shopping for um, all of the holidays that happen in December. Um, most brands or a lot of brands like clothing, jewelry, whatever, see their biggest spike in sales this last quarter of the year. Um, people shop for all year round um, during this last quarter, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, like I said before. So of course these brands are going to um, push their content and try and market them more during this time of year. So they look to influencer marketers um, to do lots of promotions and sponsored campaigns for them um, in order to help increase those sales even more than they normally would be during this time of year. So before Thanksgiving, um, I guess we could say before Cyber Week happened, um, I was very open with my audience. I said, guys, lots of sponsored content is coming down the hatch for you. Um, I know people have this weird relationship with sponsored content, viewers I mean. Um, some people are, I took a poll actually. I said, are you okay with my sponsored content or do you hate it? Or like, does it make you leave my page? Or are you okay with it because you know that there's a balance and you think I balance it pretty well. And this is a business. I mean, in short, because it's a poll, you know, but right. um, so most of them ended up saying that, you know, they're okay with it because, um, because they feel that I have a good balance of sponsored content and not sponsored content. And 
Um, I'm really. You think that's why they're okay with it, or do you think that they recognize that this is your job? So both. Okay. I think it's definitely both. Right, because I'm trying to figure out. Like, I pay a, a lot of attention to my habits as a like as a consumer, just because I think that I'm a pretty average consumer like I space out on Instagram just as much as the next person um so when someone does something that annoys me I take note of it and be like don't do that um you know don't don't be the person who does that and I I think that there's just this understanding that like you're creating tons and tons of free content it takes a lot of time you don't exist for my entertainment you need bills to pay so you need bills to pay you have bills to pay um and and that's, and this is how you pay your bills. Like, this is how, this is your job. But I don't know if I'm, if I'm more aware that way, just because I'm like in the business, I guess you could say. So I definitely talk about that, especially when I pre- prepare my, my community for um, more sponsored content than normal. Um, I think that the reason they're okay with it being my job is that it's not in excess um and they know that the things that i am promote they trust my authenticity and they trust what i'm sharing with them because i don't i don't do everything i don't sponsor everything i say no to things um and i think that's why they're okay with it i think the people honestly who say that they hate sponsored content whether it comes from me or not I think they hate it because I think that they feel that they've been fooled um, by other people in this industry um, because unfortunately, I think it's a problem in both the like from blogging world and not in the Jewish blogging world as well. I think there are people who um, either don't know or are being ignorant and don't want to know um, or know and just aren't doing it. Um, You know, it's not enough just to say verbally, thank you, or this was, even this was gifted to me because how many times have you um, listened or how many times have you watched stories without the volume on? It has to be written on the screen of a story or on the screen of a post for it to count. You can't just say it at the beginning of a series. Um, You know, I'm not talking about anyone in particular. I'm really not. But a good example is that Hanukkah is eight days. um, And a lot of people will do... um, will feature content throughout the eight days of Hanukkah, whether it's a gift guide or just featuring small businesses. I actually did this. Um, and some of my very good friends were on it and I really loved your gift guide. Thank you. Oh, and um, by the way, I got um, I got a new laptop from your Amazon Black Friday deals. Thank you, you for did. that. I did. I'm recording on it right now. Ricky, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it was very exciting. Well, the commission on a laptop is more exciting for me than the commission on like post-it notes, you know? Oh, well, um, I, and can I tell you something? As I was getting it, you you had it on your on your Black Friday thing. And it was the exact computer that I was looking for. Um, and I was like, and then, cause I still hadn't decided if I was getting a Mac or not. This was my moral dilemma. If I was going to replace my Mac with another Mac or if I was going to... Um, 
go back to a PC because I really wanted to, but they're so expensive, blah, blah, blah. All of, all of that inner, inner conflict. What? Why'd you get the Chromebook? No, I, I replaced it with a Mac Air. With, um, oh, that deal. Yeah. So yeah. it was, so what I saw, what you posted was like an old model MacBook Air that was like 600 bucks, which I almost bought before I realized that it was the old model. And then right next to it, there was the newer model for like 900, I think it was. And it's usually like 1500. And then, and then my husband figured out that if you were on mobile, there was an additional hundred dollar coupon. So um, I was able to get it for like 800 bucks and I was very excited about it and I use it all the time. And thank you very much, Alyssa. Oh, you're welcome. Thank so, you. Yes. Thank you for feeding my children Shabbos dinner. Um, any day, any time. <laughs> I want to. I want to talk about something new that you're doing now, um, which you know you've been, you spent a lot of time on the on the gift guides and on building up your blog, and then in kind of a related but somewhat separate field, uh, AG Creative Consulting is now a thing. Yeah, but let um, me. Can I back up for one second? Please do. Okay. Before AG Creative Consulting, I just want to wrap up my. Um, disclosure thing yes because i cut you off because i got excited by new shiny technology it's thing. okay sorry I, I mean macbook airs are very exciting i'm they using are. mine is, i'm using mine right now too I love um, so much. basically if everybody would disclose it would raise the integrity of this industry as a whole and because there are people who are not disclosing, it lowers the integrity of the industry as a whole. So people like me, and um, I'll just shout out Miriam Pascal, um, Overtime Cook does a really good job also and really cares about blogger ethics. And there are others, but she she's my very good friend and we discuss this topic a lot. Um, so I'll just, I'll just mention her. I love Miriam. Um, we work overtime um, to try and raise the integrity and to share um, why we disclose. And I think people are just starting to real people, viewers and brands alike who are looking to use people like me um, are just starting to really take um, influencers seriously. And if people continue in the direction that I think I'm doing a pretty good job in of disclosing and, you know, making a clear difference between what's sponsored, what's not sponsored, and not only having sponsored content, you know, being selective with what we do, I think that this industry, which has already become a multi-billion dollar industry, influencer marketing, um, it has the potential to continue to grow and, you know, it's replacing television ads. I mean, I don't have it for sure, but it's, that's the direction that it's going in. Do you have cable in your house? No, I don't have a television. Okay. So that's different. Um, but I have TV and I don't have cable and I don't, and I have yet to meet someone like in our age bracket who does. Well, all you need is Hulu. Exactly. I have Hulu. I just watch it on a laptop. Okay, that's fine. Um, I think that what's also different is that sometimes you'll find these ads that are like trying really hard not to be an ad and then it's really obvious that they are. 
Like, you know, you'll see someone, an adorable picture of like a family on a couch. And then it's family time is so important. I love the opportunity to hang out with my husband and kids and just really feel the luscious softness of these pillows, which you can get at Bed Bath & Beyond for. (laughs) And then as I'm reading that, like once you get to that point, my eyes roll all the way back in my head. They get stuck there. And then it's like, okay, like, and then I automatically don't believe everything you said up until that point. I'm like, oh, you're really enjoying your husband and kids on this couch. Maybe you are, maybe you're not. You're also just a fraud. Like that to me is that that's where things get funky. But I, I personally, you've got to have the disclosure. It's called before the fold. It means before the viewer has to click more. Um, so even if, you know, I didn't know that sometimes it has to be before the fold. Yeah, it does. Um, so a lot of people will have ad just, you know, at the end, like mixed in with their hashtags. But like it's so big, obvious. Big bloggers that I follow, um, like big, not, not Jewish, you know, like Chicago blog. It's just ad at the end. And it's just, it's fine. Like, you know, that's your own problem when the FTC comes out to get you because they will audit you and they will yell at you. And like, you could get your account taken away for not following a simple, a simple rule, but like having ad at the beginning of, at the beginning of your post, um, people, people think it's like, it's like a scarlet letter right now. It's just like, it's taboo if it- if Right, I just don't think that's add. true. No, that's honesty. That's right. integrity. And they're gonna take everything you say more seriously if you treat this like a business and do things properly. You know, right. a lawyer, a lawyer would never not file like, uh, I don't know what I'm talking about, but like a lawyer would never not run a deposition like properly. This, this example might die if you don't know what you're talking about with lawyers. Well, I don't know what I'm talking about, but isn't your husband a lawyer? No, he's an accountant. Okay, well, okay, whatever. Okay. My okay. cousin is a lawyer though. I have okay, several well, lawyers like, in my family. You know, whatever. We can't really, it's a bad example because there's a lot of like non-integrity there, but like, um, no, the point is that if you're not running things straight, then you, you bring everyone else down. And also I just think that people can tell they can, they can tell, I think it's, it's somewhat really obvious when things are sponsored. And what I also think is that like, I know for myself as a consumer, as someone who spaces out on Instagram, just as much as the next person, if I see something that's marked ad, but it's a product that I'm interested in, I'll read it. Like right. I'll, I'll read through the post. I'll watch the story just as much the same, by the way, that if someone posts about something that's not sponsored, but I don't care about it, I will skip it. Like, I don't think that having something like marked as ad, I really don't think that it makes me watch something more or less. To me, the thing is whether or not I'm interested in it. The thing that makes me annoyed is when I've been tricked. Right. You know, when you know it's, when you know it's an ad and there is no disclosure whatsoever. I mean, I definitely am more hypersensitive to this because I'm in the industry, but I've started, you know, people can hate me or not. I don't really care. Um, but the people who like me are my people. And if you don't like me because I'm I'm asking you if this is sponsored content in a private message, I would never ever like publicly call somebody out. Um, but I use it as an opportunity to try and educate others. Who, I give them the benefit of the doubt and pretend that I like to think that they just don't know. So I try and educate. They might, um, they might not know. Right. So I give everyone the benefit of the doubt and assume that they don't know 
the rules and I try and educate them um, or just start in a, you know, in a tactful way because I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty tactful. You actually are very tactful, which I think is something that people might not like, might not necessarily know about you. You know, you've worked with me and I think, um, actually in hellish conditions, I should put Well, I've been, I've been, um, brands that I work with. Um, I've been told before, you know, I enjoy working with you because you, um, know what you're doing. You're very, very professional and you're funny at the same time. So, um, can we, can we, can we in, in like a short bit recount our hellish experience together? If you really want, (laughs) I'll I'll say it because it was totally my fault. It was 100% my fault. Um, so uh, you modeled on my last shoot for fall 19, um, which, which was, it would have been a great day. However, a certain someone, um, who is a moron, who is me, um, Mm -hmm. I was looking for locations. We were shooting this in the summer. It was August. It was a fall shoot. Um, we needed it to be a place that was indoors because we knew that it would be probably really hot outside. Um, and I was scrambling up to the last minute. And it was, minute. like 90 degrees. Yo, oh, day. no. It was hot. It, it was, was very so hot. hot. Oh, and bear in mind also, we're modeling fall clothes. We're, model- we're modeling winter clothes. Oh, my gosh. So much sweat in my spanks. So much sweat. Oh, my, oh gosh. my God. Yeah. Um, so I found this location. It was a really cool location. Um, it was, it's a, a location that will remain nameless, uh, but a, a brewery um, that wasn't too far away from from my house. I was able to get there. I was able to convince um, the people in charge. Like it was a very low key kind of place and they didn't, they didn't like charge me to rent it. They were just like, just tip the the guy behind the counter and you're fine. Um, So we show up and the day that I was there happened to have been like an uncharacteristically cool um, summer day. So I did not know, and I did not notice because that day it was not hot. The day then, the day that I had pre-scouted, um, that this facility did not have air conditioning, and it was also a brewery, which has giant beer hop things in it, which are basically giant ovens, um, and it's a metal building, and it was like ninety degrees outside that day. We basically shot it in an oven. It was, oh my God. It was hot. And we were shooting winter. We were shooting winter. And we were shooting winter. And it was, oh my God, we were dripping so crazy. What I love about those photos, there's a couple of them that that I I don't ever post, but there are a couple of them that are like in the the rejects where the three of us just look so miserable. (laughs) It's like, it's like are these our model faces or are these just us dying from heat oh at the end i was busy like walking to the drugstore and getting ice cream for everyone and i was like there was one fan and um like there was garbage behind it so the only fan you could stand in front of smelled like new york garbage trash yeah (laughs) so i actually ended up using one of those photos of me and like your beautiful dress standing next to garbage trash and like it was one of my most um liked photos of 2019 because I think also you just looked so relieved to be outside of that building like there are a couple the best photos are the ones that we took outside at the end because there was like a, a tiny bit of air and it had kind of cooled down and oh my god it, oh that was like that was a crazy day but I I can attest to the fact that you're generally easygoing and okay. you didn't murder me that day 
because I was ready to murder me that day. Like I was, oh my God, I went home and I just cried. I like, I got into the car. I got, I drove home in a daze. And I, like when I got home, I sat in front of my air conditioning and I, and I cried for like 10 minutes. I just needed to like release the tension of that shoot, which was, which was just like crazy over the top. So yes, thank you for, thank you for not being a butthead, even when I am being a moron. Ricky, not for many people. <laughs> I appreciate it. I, I don't for you, okay. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> Everyone, if you hire Alyssa for a shoot, you should. it should be air-conditioned, especially if it's August and 90 degrees. Well, outside. it's just the whole, it's just ironic because you were like, you switched locations a bunch of times and- Oh, because of the rain. Because it was supposed to, it was supposed to thunderstorm but that But you day. told me, you're like, I don't deal well in heat. And yeah. I'm like, and I'm like, great. I don't deal well in heat either. Well- Oh, yeah. Man plans, man plans, Rifty. Man oh plans. my god! Oh, and I and also it was supposed to thunderstorm that day, so it had to be an indoor location. We could only well, it do one rain. day. I would have liked rain that. Oh day. my god, rain would have been so good. We could have just done it outside in the rain. Um, like screw the wigs, let's just do it outside. Right. Um, yeah, because also we it had to be on that day because you only, you were in from Chicago, that one day. Right. And it was supposed to rain, so it needed to be an indoor location. Um, and trying to find a location that would let us shoot that wouldn't be super expensive, that had some kind of interest was like, was basically impossible, was nearly impossible. And then when we did find it, they didn't have air conditioning. Yeah, it was not fun. I'm not gonna, that, that was, thank you for being on that journey with me. Cause that was quite the, that was quite the experience. <laughs> so before we go, I want to talk about AG Creative. Um, what is that? How did it come to be? And why should I care? That's also a loaded question, but I will um, give it to you quick. Um, basically, um, I guess this sort of ties back into leaving my job. Um, so I think some people who become full-time bloggers, um, for lack of a better word there, um, either have and nothing against them, but either have husbands who are making enough money where it's okay if they don't make a certain amount of money one month or like if it's not steady from one month to the next, um, or maybe they're single and they don't have a family to support yet, so it's just on them, or there are financial constraints. Basically, when I left my job, um, and still now, um, my this is my husband made a career change um, about a year and a half ago. So he's still working his way up as a software developer um, from a chef, which was pretty awesome. Um, Your husband is a chef. He is a chef. He ran the food truck for. Milt's Barbecue for the Perplexed in Chicago. Go um, figure. Yeah, so he Does cooks he make for, supper? He makes everything. Oh my God, I'm jealous. Yeah, it's pretty, I mean, it's a pretty sweet deal on my end. I don't cook. Um, That's amazing. Miri once said to our babysitter, Tati cooks here and pointed to the stove and she goes, and mommy cooks here and she pointed to the microwave. So that's a pretty um, accurate depiction of what the cooking oh in our Miri house. really is going on 15. Miri is a funny girl. Um, yeah. And it's all because of the formula I fed her when she was a baby. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
basically to this day, um, my income matters to our family. You know, we have a house, we have two kids. One of them is, you know, God willing, starting to go to Jewish private school next year. Um, and my income matters. So it was not an option for me. First of all, I couldn't leave my job until I was pretty secure in a glass of gold water. Um, and its um, ability to be successful. Um, so I was man, I was doing, I had a full-time job and was doing all this other stuff together for a long time. Um, and then, you know, people over time started asking me all these questions, you know, how do you, how do you start a blog or what should I be doing on my company's Instagram account to engage our audience? Or how do you write such good copy in your captions? Or tell me about hashtags? Or do you manage social media for other businesses? And I'm like, well, no, but I could. Um, so that's sort of how AG Creative Consulting um, was born. Um, now, we, I have a small team of people who work freelance for me. We do um, branding like logos and color palettes and um, business cards and flyers, you know, full service graphic design, but really focusing on branding and getting that right for companies um, all the way to full scale social media management, website design. Um, and that is now a large part of the income that goes to a glass of gold water. Um, and it was important to me to have that aspect of it as well, because I never want to sacrifice my integrity and authenticity on a glass of gold water because I need to pay my mortgage. Um, that community is too important to me to do that. And, you know, thank God it's growing to a place where I have like year long um, brand partnerships that are pretty lucrative for me. Um, but that's what allows me to be selective and having AG creative consulting allows me to give back to, I mean, I'm not, I don't solely work with women owned businesses, but it's, it's definitely my preference um, because I just really enjoy helping other women, you know, level up and grow their businesses in the way that I know how, you know, I'm not an accountant, right. I'm not going to manage your books, um, but I've got an eye for design and I know what I'm doing on social media. So let me use my skills to help you and, um, so it started as I need this for the money and sure it's a business like it's my business it's my it's my income um but it's turned into a way for me to help other women um level up and grow their own businesses and take over the world hell yeah that's awesome so that's and and I love the way that you that you just really relate to the world where it's, you know, you come from a place where, like you said, a lot of bloggers who do this full-time are independently wealthy. You know, they're doing it as a hobby or, right. um, you know, as just a way to kind of keep themselves busy and they, um, 
and they don't, and they don't need the income and you're not in that situation. And you're very open about the fact that you're not in that situation and that, you know, that, and that dictates some choices, but you've taken, and what some people might in that situation, some people might just feel really bad for themselves and, oh, I wish I was rich or something. You're just like, no, this is what I got. And we're just going to, you know, figure it out. We're going to make it work for us from there, which I think is just very cool and admirable. Thank you. I mean, you can only do something like that if you are passionate about what you are doing. And I love, love, love what I do. I'm happy to work every day. I love creating content. Uh, My adrenaline rushes when I can put out a witty caption. Like I sit there and snicker (laughs) at myself when I type out funny captions or when I- Every time I laugh at your page now, I'm going to see you snickering. Like when I do funny stories, I just, I like laugh at myself. And I think that's, that's just, that is the most important thing, you know? Yeah, for sure. Try, try, try and be happy with what you're doing. I mean, if you're going to take a risk, don't do it for nothing. So that's fabulous. If someone wants to learn more about you, where can they go to find out more? So you can go to Instagram um, at Alyssa Goldwater. I'm sure Rifki will put it in the show notes. Yes, she will. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, You can also go to my website, aglassofgoldwater.com. And AG Creative Consulting is a sub um, page on that website. And it also has its own, um, Instagram page, AG creative consulting. That so. is awesome. And yes, all of that information oh, will be in the show notes. Yes. Search me on, look me up on TikTok. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> At Alyssa Goldwater on the talk. On the talk. I mean, it is happening over there. It's really fun guys. Really? Nobody, <laughs> fo- nobody follows me and I'm happy if I get a hundred views, but I love the talk. Yeah, TikTok, love- TikTok is like, I, I can't even describe it. It's just good, stupid fun. I've spent four hours on TikTok this week. <laughs> and it's Tuesday. I just sit there and watch videos. And when they're it's hilarious, fun. when they're hilarious, I share them to my Instagram stories so that people can enjoy it without wasting four hours of their life finding it. Right. You're, you're, you're fighting for us all. That's really my biggest gift to the world. You're welcome. It, it really is. Now, the last thing that I want to ask you, Alyssa, is what I ask everyone who comes on the show. And that oh. is to you, Alyssa Goldwater, in your, in your personal life, in your work, in the way that you move through the world, what does it mean to you to make an impact? Whoa. Rifki. It's a big one, I know. It's a really big one. Um, I think to make an impact is... Well, I think we were talking about it a lot today, um, you know, just not in those words. I think it's lifting others up and um, being a role model in your own space so you can help others be the best they can be. Um, I love that. Yeah. I, yeah, you're right. We, we spoke about it the whole day today. Thank you very much for coming on today, Alyssa. I really appreciate it. Ripke, thanks for having me. You're the best. Aw, shucks. Thanks for taking the time to listen today. You can access the show notes by swiping up on the cover art. You'll find all of Alyssa's links there. To hear more episodes, subscribe or head over to impactfashionnyc.com slash blog slash podcast. While you're there, feel free to check out what's new in the world of size-inclusive modest fashion. 
Also, if you're listening to this around the time when it airs, which is January 2020, new items have just been added to the sales section on impactfashionnyc.com. Go check them out. If you enjoyed this episode and want to help more people hear it, leave a review. It helps. The episode art was designed by Michelle Moses, original music composed by Nissan Fetman. This episode was produced and hosted by me, Rifki Itzkowitz. Catch me on Instagram and Facebook at impact.fashion.myc. As always, here's to making an impact together. <laughs>